about four years ago, coming up in this May, um, and it's been a wild ride. Uh, I, my background is in the restaurant industry. I was working in a restaurant chain for about 22 years. The last uh, 11 of it, I was a general manager in a restaurant. So I got a lot of business background with that. Uh, no schooling background with it, but uh, experience background. And we were about to have our first kid, me and my wife. And she's like, listen, you work nights, weekends, holidays. You're miserable in this atmosphere. you got to find something different to do. And I was very reluctant to do it, but uh, we made the jump. And I actually started looking into franchises for other restaurants because that's what I knew. Um, and and it just it, I, I felt like I was going to go down a rabbit hole again with the, the same old story of, you know, trying to find someone reputable to work with, uh, people calling out, that sort of thing. So I got a franchise coach, um, and his name was Gus down in Florida. Great guy. He, ends, he basically got to know me and came up with three different concepts of what would really work in my personality. Um, one, the first one, he, he, his thing was he wouldn't tell you what it was until the end. You know, he described it. The first one was like, you know, you, you work nine months, you get three months off. Uh, it's seasonal and end up being like a Mosquito Joe's type of thing. Second one was it's year-round, better margins than the first one. That was the carpet cleaning. All right. So, you know, started getting a little closer to home. The third one was Restoration One. He described it, and right away I, I knew that was a, a good fit to me. Um, so we took, you know, uh, and my brother was at a good time where he could uh, leave his job and kind of join me. He works for me as my vice president of operations, really runs my BDMs and my uh, project management group. So he joined on with me, and, and we took our IICRC classes as uh, our one likes to do. And I still had no experience in the in the industry. I never touched an extractor or a dehumidifier. You go through the classes, but it's all classroom work. So I was still quite nervous going down to Waco. Uh, you go down there for two weeks to do further training through the business. And I was still nervous. I dumped, you know, a lot of my savings into it, and it was a big move. And uh, I went down there, went into headquarters, uh, and I met Micah, Micah Finley, and his dad, Gary Finley. And right away, I turned to my brother and I said, we made the right decision. You know, this is a, a great fit, great feel. Um, they have a great atmosphere down there. Um, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's a franchise setting with corporate side and everything. And they're there for everything you need. Um, but they don't breathe down your back. It's a great partnership. Um, so I have a great relationship with them at the home office. And, uh, you know, and that's it. And, we, you know, we're going on four years, come up this summer. Um, we've grown exponentially every year, which is great. Um, I have two territories in Long Island, and I'm looking to get a third one now in a different state. Um, so I'm going through that process now. And, uh, you know, I, I, just like you, I went on these calls as much as I could, and I kind of gained a little bit of perspective on each one of them. Because when you talk to owners now, even now, they all run them a little differently. Um, you pick up little ideas and the best advice I could do if you just do end up going through with it, go to conferences, go to the different regional meetings, go to different things because the best knowledge you'll get is networking with the other owners. You pick up little things to uh, advance your, your career. Um, so that, that's me in a nutshell. Um, so with that, I guess I'll open it up to any kind of questions you guys may have. 
Hi, this is Kim. I guess I'll start. Sure, Kim. So, I know my biggest fear um, getting into this is I've never had my own business, A, but B, is, you know, getting through that first year um, from a financial perspective. Can you share a little bit about how your first year was? I've spoken to four or five different uh, franchise owners, and, you know, everyone kind of told me they, they, they did struggle the first year, but then mm-hmm. something magical happened between months 12 and 18, and, and then <laughs> yeah. it just really picked up. Yep, uh, I, that's absolutely true. Um, I, I gather all of you have worked with George, you know, in the in the – the early on stages, uh, and everything he tells you is, is spot on. Um, you know, it, I, I ended up going into it. I ended up getting a, a SBA loan for 150000 to, uh, you know, get the truck, get the equipment, do different things. And that was uh, outside of the territory cost. And that, that seemed to be the right amount for me. Um, and, and the first year is, is scary. Uh, you come back from Waco, and you have a business now to run. And, um, you know, the way we operate is, is, you know, we get a lot. We're not in program work, right? So, and it's it's a great advantage when you get to start knowing the business. So you're relying on your networking capabilities of getting plumbers on board to trust you and, and give you jobs and chambers of commerces or, or HVAC companies, sewage companies, and, and getting these um, relationships going. So the, when you come back and they tell you, don't expect a job the first month or expect one job the first month, well, guess what? That's dead on, you know, and then you maybe another job the next month. And it's a struggle because the bills don't stop. They don't slow down, you know, so you're, you're taking away from that little nest that you have. Um, but you have to stay to the ground and keep grinding. I know my brother and I every day would hit the pavement and, Go to Home Depot is find people. Go to plumbing warehouses and have a little bagel set up at the table and talk to them about what we do. And it's a struggle because, at least for me in my area, a lot of the plumbers would say, yeah, 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 we've heard that story before. You know, we've had other restoration companies come to us, and A, they don't either pay us the referral fees, or B, they pretend we didn't, they didn't get the job from us, and then we kind of get screwed. And it's a bad relationship. So one of those things, you guys say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not like the other companies. Or if they have another company that they work with, say, hey, great, I respect that. I'm not asking you to leave them. But if they can't get to one or if you have a smaller one you want to test me on, give me a call. You know, and I'll show you through our work ethic, through, you know, simple things as putting on booties and talking to the homeowners. Um, that sets us apart. You know, then when I get that job, I'm paying you the next day. You know, within 24 hours, I'm paying you, and that speaks volumes. Um, you know, so that first year absolutely is a struggle because you're, you're like you're, you're starting to sweat because, especially if it's an insurance job. Say you get an insurance job on month one, you wrap it up. You're not getting paid for that job. You know, usually if you're lucky in 30 days, but usually two, three months down the road. You know, so that that's that lag as well. Um, but as, as you said, that 12 to 18-month period, that's definitely a sweet spot. That's where I found myself really kicking into high gear um, because you've got to put that hard work up front into it. But it's definitely well worth it. And it, it um, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just say, okay, I'm just going to do online marketing. I'm just going to rely on uh, national accounts to help us out. 
you got to kind of spread it out. Get the plumbers, get the HVAC companies, in addition to those things I just said. That answer your question? Yes, it does. So <clears throat> I guess my next question to you would be, <clears throat> I mean, how did you weather through that? You know, some of the owners I've talked to said, you know, well, I didn't draw a salary for the first year. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a single female in Los Angeles. But I can't do that because gas is six fifty a gallon. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, how do you weather through that? Yes. So um, I set up my company as an LLC. So, uh, you know, I, I did not myself draw a salary either for the first year. So because my philosophy, I'm lucky enough, my wife, uh, she works full time as well. So we were able to live off what she was doing. Um, so I was able to reinvest back into the company. So everything I was making, I, I put into getting more equipment, getting another truck, you know, hiring. So I was there. so that's the way I kind of weathered through it. Um, I was fortunate enough in that aspect to be there. Um, so that's how we did that. So I, I just made it a point where I, I want to live tight now. So once I invest everything, I could kind of sit back now and really let it flourish and grow. So yes, the first year and a half, two years, I didn't take the salary, but you know, other people do, and and there's definitely room in there to do that. You know, it's a very profitable business if you're. If, um, you know, the Xactimate programs that we work with and use, there's definitely profit uh, in that, you know, it's looking at anywhere from 30 to 40% if you're doing it right, you know. Um, and I look back on my early jobs and I'm like, man, I did not charge for what we actually did, you know. So there's a big learning curve in that as well, you know, and that's, that's why I say it's important to get to these uh, regionals or conferences and talk to people and see who's doing what because you do pick up on a tremendous amount of stuff. Right. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, you, I mean, and I think that, I think that, you know, gross profit is, is going to be dependent on where you live, right? You know, you guys yeah. aren't paying probably, you know, six fifty a gallon for gas. And then, you know, our minimum wage, for example, just got raised in the city that I live in to 17 23 an hour. So, you know, getting help is going to cost more as well. Sure. Yeah. And so with yeah. those employees, since you don't have a steady, you know, kind of revenue flow when you start, did you pay those people hourly or were they salaried? How did that work? So the, uh, the techs that we hired <coughs> were all hourly and, uh, and they still are. And, and there's different bonus structures within that. Say you get a five-star review or you do certain things on jobs. So there's extra money on that. But, but they're, they're hourly. Um, and it was, you know, early on, it was just me and my brother working at, working every job. And we started to trickle in people as we got busier. And, they had, and it was with the understanding that, hey, listen, you know, this is a unique business structure where you're not getting a nine-to-five. You don't know set hours it's all emergency based. So I can get a call now and, and need people or I might not get a call in the beginning for a week, you know? Um, and they, they had that understanding. We also had a bunch of people where, you know, I set it up where, um, for my firehouse, 
if we needed them, we give them a call. If they're available, great. We have bodies, you know. And then you get creative. All right, there's a downtime. I got a couple of days. We don't have anything going on. Wash equipment, take care of the trucks, do different maintenance options. So, yeah, it is a struggle in the beginning because you don't have a steady workflow. But once you get to that 12-, 18-month period, uh, it's it's you know, if you put the time and effort in there on the beginning and gain those relationships with all those referral partners, you'll have that steady stream coming in. Okay. What did you do in terms of, did you hire a business development person when you started? So, excuse me, that was my brother's role. Um, he, he was the, he's more of a personable guy. I'm, I'm more of the behind the scenes bookkeeping and, uh, you know, and that kind of aspect. So he would, he would be go out there and meet with the plumbers um, and, and schmooze them that way and get them on board that way. So he was my original BDM, um, and I paid him a salary plus commission. Um, so any job we got, I'd pay him 10% after we got paid on, that, on those jobs. Okay, so he started right away. <clears throat> okay. Yes, I think that's, that's your, you know, um, it depends on everyone's different experience level. So if, if you're, you're handy and, and you don't mind getting hands dirty, um, and for me that was key too because I, I had no idea what this industry was about. So I wanted to know the ins and outs of it and be able to, down the future, you know, just pop in on a job and see if everything's going right or, or how to fix something. Um, so it was important for me and my brother to do those jobs from start to finish in the beginning. Uh, and we learned it very quickly. I mean, my first job, it was a small water leak. No joke, the, the water was an unfinished basement. It was probably about an 8 by 8 little puddle. I unwrapped my extractor down there and read the instructions on how to do it. Um, you know, it was, it was that kind of atmosphere, and we, we learned from there. So, you know, it's important to learn the business in that respect. Um, and I would say that the first good hire – you're not going to get any jobs without any sales behind it. So your first real good hire should be that business development manager. You know, it's it's easier to find techs and train them um, as the work comes in, but I, I would definitely get that business development manager in place. Okay. Thank you. No, no problem. Does anyone else out there have any questions? Uh, good afternoon. This is uh, Nick Cease in Kentucky. Uh, thanks hey, for sharing your knowledge with us. Um, so when you said um, you knew it was right for you, what was it about? Did you check out any other restoration companies, or was it just kind of like, you know, you narrowed it down to six other franchise opportunities, and this one fits fit best? What was it? What was it that gave you that inclination, that uh, internal monitor that said, "Hey, this is it. These guys are these guys are right for me. I'm right for them." We're gonna we're gonna yeah. make it happen. Yeah, I, I did not check out any restoration companies prior to my uh, franchise coach. Restoration was not on the radar. Um, you know, I heard of the surf pros of the world, and I didn't really know much about that industry, um, and it never crossed my mind. And when he said restoration one, I, I you know they were much smaller back then. I definitely didn't hear them. Um, and you know, after getting off the phone with him, I, I looked into what a surfer would be like getting into it and you know they require i think five hundred thousand dollars and a brick and mortar to start and all this crazy nonsense and they're 
they're oversaturated in the markets. And I look at Restoration One, and it's it's completely opposite. You know, it's it's less of a buy-in. You don't need the brick and mortar. I worked right out of my living room for the first year, year and a half. Um, but it started with my phone call with George, uh, my franchise coach. Set it up with George, and and I spoke with George uh, at length a few times, and he answered all my questions and. He's not the type of guy that, that's going to blow smoke up your butt. He tells it like it is. And I have to say, there was there was truth in everything he said to me. And it's still a, a leap of faith, right? I mean, you're, you're going off of one guy, and, you know, and at this point I got on these phone calls and I called other owners around there, and it's still, you're not sure. You know, you don't you don't know what their relations are with corporate. Are they being, being sold a bill of goods? And, and my true affirmation was when I went down to Waco, you know, and I, I just met with Micah and, and Gary, and, and you walk in that place, and, and they have friends working for them, and it's just a great atmosphere, and they're there to support you, and they want want to see you succeed. Uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm not kidding. I stepped probably five feet into the door, and I'm like, yep, this is the right decision. This 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 was what we needed to do. Um, but it, it's it definitely started with George, because he puts all those uh, fears at ease and kind of walks you through the process. Yeah. Okay. Great. So let me ask you this: um, what uh, what has been uh, you know the biggest challenge um, for for the business? I mean, how how many jobs are you guys doing um, a month on average? So uh, the biggest challenge right now is staffing, um, and that's across the country. Um, yeah. You know, I talk to a lot of owners, uh, I have a lot of close friends across the country within the R one network, and. Um, it's staffing. It's 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 tough. You know, I, I just alone. I had six interviews this week, and one showed up. You know, it's just it's crazy. So um, so that's the biggest challenge right now. Um, for a little bit, it was getting equipment. You know, because the supply chain was down. So we, you know, I ordered some dehumidifiers. I couldn't get them for a few months. You know, so that's why it goes back to my original. You know staff up but do it do it uh do it smartly you know stock up on this stuff but don't you know go crazy in order 20 dehumidifiers kind of see what you need you don't need 20 of them sitting around and not making any money if, they, if they're not out on jobs they're not making any money so you got to kind of learn when's uptick and when not um but we do about an average about 20 jobs a month um okay it's, uh, i do on average about 90 92% i could tell you with that pretty accurate number of their <laughs> water jobs and and me personally I, I prefer water jobs every day all day um that you're in and out in three to five days depending on the scope of it um i do not offer any build back rebuild i i sub that out um and and for me that's just a personal choice you know i don't want to get caught in pickups of what color paint is this and does it match and this countertop doesn't look right you know um yeah, I'm in that camp of I train my guys and, and we take pride in being the experts in water mitigation in this area. So, and that's what we do right. You know, so, I mean, we do a ton of mold out here as well, some fire and smoke, um, a little COVID cleaning. But our main nugget is that water mitigation. Um, so we do about 20 of those a month. And, uh, you know, and it's really you know, get in front of that customer, that homeowner. And, and as R1 is, we work for that homeowner. So we're not tied into what I was saying before, 
any kind of program work. So I don't work for State Farm or Allstate or a TPA. I'm going in there with the homeowner's best interest in mind. So I'm not leaving unless it's dry and clean and complete. And, you know, they sign off and you see all the pictures and all documentation and, and that's a whole nother discussion. But, um, you know, if you're on a program, Allstate will say, okay, Mrs. Jones has a flood in her basement. We're going to pay you for two days to dry it. And this is what we're going to pay you. You know, so odds are, are you going to get the best quality work? Probably not, you know, because their margins are much smaller. You get more frequency of work, but the margins are much smaller. Where our, ours sure. is, this is our price, and, and this is what we did for Mrs. Jones because this is what we needed. We and we go through special training. Besides the IICRC, we just paired up with the Dewald Training Academy in Indianapolis, and uh, and that's an intense course, and it teaches you really the science behind drying. So you're not just a guy with a mop and a bucket and some air movers. <laughs> you know, this is real. Science. I mean, I could tell you after setting up equipment in Mrs. Jones' basement to what degree that basement's going to be at and if that's the right drying temperature for that basement. And am I going to get the most out of it? So it's down to that kind of science. So it's pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, the, like the biggest challenge is really staffing right now. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, just two more quick questions. Um, yes, yeah, sir. So what, what percent of jobs do you bid out that you get? And what, what is it? Why do you think you lose the jobs that you do lose? Uh, our, our closing rate is actually relatively good because we, we it's not really a, a bid process. Um, if you're going to go for like a, a state kind of job or a government um, cleaning job, that, that would be a bid. But for, for our experience, when you get that call from the homeowner through whether it be your uh, lead generators online, your uh, plumbers, anything like that, they're calling you because they have an immediate emergency, and, and the uh, insurance companies want that taken care of right away. So that you're not going to get there and say, okay, let me estimate it, and I'm going to give Allstate an estimate and see if they want me to go ahead. You go in there, you talk to Mrs. Jones, you walk her through the process, she gets a claim number. And she tells them, hey, I got restoration one of wherever you're from here. And they say, great. You know, we go ahead with our work and do it. And then we communicate through the, with them throughout the whole process, taking pictures before, during, and after, documenting everything. And then we, we bill them. So it's really, if you step in the door, um, our policy is you should, you should get it. You know, now the, the mold aspect is a little different because, Mold is generally not covered by insurance carriers. Um, in their mind, it is uh, a water loss that wasn't taken care of properly, and that's why they want that uh, water emergency taken care of properly right away. So um, unless you have a special clause in that policy, you're not getting covered. So you get in there, and uh, then you do an estimate because that's out of pocket, and then you kind of go against other estimates and see if you win it. So that, those are tougher to close. Um, but the, any kind of water jobs, fire jobs, those are emergency mitigation jobs um, that you'll get. You know, if you get in the door, you should be confident enough to close them out. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay, thank you. Um, so can I ask one more question? So if you sure. don't mind, what, how much do you spend on advertising uh, a month, and what, are your, what have you found has been your um, best source of, of solid leads? 
Advertising month probably cost me um, online. I have a couple different lead generators. You're probably talking uh, anywhere from three to five thousand a month, just in in lead generators. Um, I'm sorry. What was the second part of your question? So, so what are those lead generators you use? Google, Home Advisor. Yeah, I mean, what, what, where's your best source? So we use uh, 33 Mile. It's a, a great source. Uh, Service Direct is another good source. I I tried Home Advisor. I tried Angie's List. They didn't get me anything. But there's other owners in the other parts of the country that that works fantastic, and they think I'm crazy when I say I don't get anything from them. You know, so it's 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 very unique to each area. Um, for me, uh, each call through those Service Direct and 33 Mile, they cost me about five to six hundred dollars per phone call. So with, with those, it's very important to um, answer the phone and get in the door. You know, um, otherwise you're you're losing that money if you get the job or not. I also uh, do uh, Google Ads, uh, local service ads. Um, and then through our websites through corporate as well. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Anyone else have anything? Hey Ryan, this is uh, Joe Leach. Uh, first, I appreciate uh, all the all the information, buddy. Um, no problem. Can you just? I'm confused in terms of. I know with Restoration One, there's no program work, like you said. Can you explain to me? The difference in, like, you and a couple other guys have said the program work, even if they do it, is uh, the insurance companies regulate them, so it's lower money. But when you go out to a homeowner, they're using they're using insurance as well, right? Can you explain to me that how that works differently and how you charge, how you're able to charge more on non-program work for for the yeah, you know, sure. the home? Yeah, and I say like R1 doesn't do program work. There's some owners out there that do program work, but the far majority don't. Um, so. You know, and it's totally up to you how you want to run your business. But if you're in Allstate, State Farm, whatever, <laughs> program work, they give you uh, reduced rates on uh, charges. So basically the way Xactimate works is you get X amount per air mover per day, X amount per dehumidifier per day, So it's all, and it's all according to zip code. So that when I plug stuff in as a job, that's my cost. So say, like my average job right now is just under $9,000 on a water job. If that were insurance work, they that would be much smaller because now you're on their program work. They're feeding you jobs. And because they're feeding you jobs, they expect you to do it at a far less rate. So say like I get $32 per air mover per day where the insurance rate might be $20 per air mover per day. So that, you know, so there's special pricing within that uh, program work that they do. So your that same job that I do for $9,000 might be 5,000, you know, for and I'm not sure because I'm not in the program work, but you know, that could be so they're cutting out that and they're basically telling you, "Okay, you know, Mrs. Jones has that toilet basement. We're paying you this." So whether you put in all the equipment, more equipment, less equipment, that's what you're getting paid, you know, um, whereas I charge according to what was used. You know, if I use 15 air movers for four days, that's what they're getting charged, you know, um, and then I submit the bill and they, 
we go back and forth about it. But as long as you have the documentation to back it up, it's not an issue, you know. Um, so they, they, you know, obviously prefer to use their vendors who are on their program, but the homeowner has uh, every right to use whoever they want to do the mitigation. So they're not obligated just because they have State Farm or Allstate, or I'm just using those as an example, but they don't have to use their preferred vendors. They can go outside and use whoever they want. Okay, awesome. Um, which, oops, sorry. <clears throat> and then I guess one more question. Can you just talk me through, like, I know you said you've been doing it, what, four years, you said. Can you just talk me kind of, um, I know the, the lady had asked about the first year, and but just like one through two, three years of ramp up, like when you started off, you bought a truck and an equipment package, and then, you know, within a year you bought another truck and you were doing X amount of jobs and by, you know, mm-hmm. year two or whatever, like, you know, kind of out the progression um, and if you think that's normal or expediated or, or delayed. Yeah, no, yeah, the first year, you know, I, I got the uh, initial package and I know they tweaked it over the years, um, but I got that and plus the van, you know, wrapped up with the, the shelving and all that. And that was our starting package. Um, I ran with that <coughs> for a good year, um, and then a year and a half, you know, and slowly trickled in equipment. You know, like a you know a month, I'd buy a couple of dehumidifiers, and because the stuff's not cheap, you know. But you're also waiting for those payments on those jobs to come in. So, first year is pretty much going off of that truck, that van, and the um, the initial package, and then the following. So that was uh, June to June, and that following winter, I got a, a six by ten trailer to tow a you know pickup truck that was also wrapped. So uh, I used that because I I didn't feel confident enough with the money flow to buy another truck, but we we're getting to the point where we needed some other responses in addition to that to get it to other places. So I figured I'd get a trailer where I could put equipment in, and then I could kind of scoot around with my uh, pickup truck and respond that way. So that worked out really well. Um, and then that year, uh, about a year and a half in, I was able to get my office. Um, so I was working out of there, which helped a lot. And then I got another truck. So now, I, <laughs> you know, I have, right now I have two trucks, a trailer, a pickup, a sales vehicle, you know, and, and equipment to fill that. And it's nothing crazy. I mean, there's other guys out there that blow up much quicker. Um, and there's is guys that uh, are happy with the one with the guy in the van, you know, the two smaller amounts. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where we stand now. And, and the first year, I did about four hundred and something thousand. The first twelve months. Next fiscal year, I did uh, almost nine hundred thousand. Uh, this year, I'll probably be about one point six five six million closeout. You know, so, and that's another thing that drew me to this. Um, you know, it's pretty, re- they tell you it's recession proof, but it's true. Uh, we went through COVID and almost doubled sales, you know, so, and everyone's got pipes, um, which is good. It's not, you're not look, looking to target any specific kind of customer or, or homeowner. Um, anyone you meet has the potential to be a, you know, a, a client. Awesome. And then my last question, sir, would be, um, like most of us, and like you said, you didn't have any experience in the business and you're unwrapping the, 
the vehicle or the the equipment for the first time. Did um you felt confident with the training you did, initial training to do the job, and then when you got to those initial jobs when you were stuck, did you how did you feel about like any support that you got or um, you know, help from corporate or other owners to say, Hey, I've never done this. How do you, you know, how do I do this? Or yeah, no, the, the support is awesome. The training is, is a lot because you go there through the IRCRC, um, you know, you, you learn that way and then you go down to corporate Waco and you learn the business side of things with the exact way it said, you know, QuickBooks and, and everything. And, and they tweaked it and changed it along the way. So it's a little different than when I went in, but, um, the support is phenomenal. I mean, everyone from Gary and Michael all the way down to your field consultant, um, you know, they're very easy to talk to and reach out to. So, yeah, definitely the support is there. I mean, your field consultant, which they pair you up with, the uh, minor lease talk to me every week. Walk me through, you know, what's going on? What do you need help with? What You know, and each market is different, too. So there's not one clear-cut way to do it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're there for you because they – the better we succeed, the better the whole franchise as, as itself it succeeds. So, um, but they, they're, they're definitely there for your help. Thanks, sir. No problem. Hi, it's Kim again. So, <clears throat> on average, what do you get uh, for the mitigations? I just uh, per job in terms of revenue. What does that look like? Uh, you're talking like uh, net bottom line. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, what, what do you bill and, and what do you actually get for each job on average? Oh, <coughs> um, I mean, you know, like I said, my average job is, is just under 9,000. Um, you know, I'm probably within, I, I got to look on how my QuickBooks is set up, but I'm probably within the, the 5 to 7% range of when they knock me down a little bit. Um, so it's nothing terrible, you know. But and you know, and, and I'm not I'm not fluffing it. I'm charging for things that we do, you know. And that's why it's important to you know take a look at the exactimate, take some classes, learn those line items. Because you, I, I t- talk to people all the time at conferences. And, you know, a lot of people are leaving stuff on the table, but they do, and they're not charging for it, you know. Um, and it's all about really the communication back and forth with the adjusters. You'll send the the bill out, and they'll be like, up. Oh, you know, I'm not paying for this, I'm not paying for this, you know, reduce this, blah, blah, blah. And you just got to learn how to use the S-500, the IRCRC standard, <laughs> OSHA, different tactics to push back on them and say, and, and have the data to back it up and say, no, this is why I needed five air movers, and this is why I needed four days to dry it, and this is why I needed the supervisor hours, and, you know, and back yourself up. And, and you know, they got supervisors that they have to answer to too and I, I get the game you know where they have to show that they're doing something on their end um, to reduce billing you know but we also we have a lot of overhead this is a very expensive business to run right so you got all your insurances your packages you got to pay for labor um, and you're putting all that out in front before you get paid on jobs um, you know referral fees um, you know so all that's got to factor into it you know um, but yeah, it's probably about, you know I'm in that five to seven percent range knockdown. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Any other questions? 
I have one more. Do you sure. want to do this all over? Do it. Absolutely. 100%. I was just telling my wife the other day, uh, I was like, this is the best thing that I ever, I ever did. Besides obviously marrying her, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely, no, absolutely. I couldn't be happier. Okay, thank you. No problem. Anyone else out there? All right, well, if, uh, also, if you want, I'll give you my cell phone number if you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions. Um, you can always reach out to me and ask me. Um, I don't know if you got a pen and pad ready, but my, my phone number is 631-375-2633. And text is probably the best way because you know he's running around doing something. I'll always uh, answer you back. So that's six three one three seven five two six three three. Just shoot me a text if you have any questions or didn't want to ask here or just thought of something. Um, I'm more than happy to help you out. And uh, you know I know George is an awesome resource. And uh, as you go along the way, you'll get many more great resources uh, on the corporate side. And you know a lot of the owners, I could say big chunk of them want you to succeed as well so that they're definitely open and, and honest and, and give you feedback as well so um, no one has any questions I think we're all good thank hey, you uh, Ron, so much question, yeah sure did you just use for all the equipment on the first thing you just store like a local uh, storage area or something I, I stored it in my garage <laughs> and, and in my okay. living room awesome awesome yeah and then I also you know and I stocked up the van as well yeah, yeah. It was, it was getting to a point. My wife's like, "Would you get this stuff out of the living room?" It's uh, we have no place to sit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank you. All right, no problem, guys. Well, good luck with the uh, venture, and hope you. Uh, I, I answered any questions you got, but again, feel free to reach out. Thank you. No problem. Take care. Yes, sir.